Hi, this is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to May I Ask You a Question. In the last episode, we spoke with James Harleman about the ideas and perspective behind his book, Cinemagogue. This time, we jump around to a few different topics and comment on Christian culture in America. Thanks for listening. Um, let me take a, a little bit of a turn. I listened to uh, Popcorn Theology, the episode on um, Kanye's album, Jesus is King, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, after listening to you guys talk about it and uh, nerding out on it, uh, I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I should have had a better appreciation for this for this album, just with hearing <laughs> uh, hearing how Kanye, you know, worked through uh, faith and ideas of the Bible and articulated in a way articulated it in a way that, um, you know, is is um, maybe not necessarily on obvious ends of of uh, um, of of truth or I guess I, I think. Th- people will often use extremes to articulate something that's obvious and then therefore it's clearer. But he almost did a, did a, a good job of just talking about how, um, you know, it's not necessarily super happy or super sad, but it's, it's kind of, um, you know, his, his own growth and talking about how he realizes as a public figure, you know, he's, he's viewed certain ways and whatever else. And it was in some ways a commentary on Christian culture, all of that to say, um, what, one of the things I found really interesting about your conversation was um, you guys uh, talked about how other Christians were not only reviewing his album, but um, uh, questioning and um, qualifying the sincerity of his faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I asked my wife this and, and she, she, she thought the idea was interesting too, that like, oh, why do we as humans, because I find myself thinking the exact same way, but why do we do that? Because it's not always helpful to do that. And it's not, uh, it, it's not it, maybe from every aspect, our position to want to like pass that judgment of like, well, is he, is he truly saved or is he not? Um, and so this isn't necessarily a question because of, you know, synagogue or, or anything of your expertise, <laughs> but I was just, maybe you did have some insight. Why, why do you think we do that uh, and try to, declare whether or not somebody is sincerely uh, Christian or not. Mm. I mean, I, I think we ignore Matthew seven. Uh, but it's, yeah. Yeah. I, well, we're, I, I, I have been a preach on it this Sunday. I, I think this year's my favorite verse has been James one nineteen. right? I wish I, I want you to be, uh, you know, slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. Oh, quick, quick to listen. I got those yeah. out of order, but see, see, I put, I was thinking about listen last. Look at that right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even in my own quoting. Um, Maybe I just gave you another analogy for your, or another illustration for your sermon. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> listen right there, yeah. right out of the gate. Uh, and I, I don't think we we're actually, I, part of it's a product. I think uniquely, I'd say Christians, they want to judge, like we are, we can have a very judgmental attitude toward one another. Um, I think particularly those of us with theological acumen like like to we, we get in the habit of picking at at other things. So then a new but then we apply it in a terrible like like I should expect mm. Kanye West to have perfect theology on like day two. Right, <laughs> like that. right, right. I should yeah. be praying he falls into the right hands and people discipling him and speaking. I should be praying he gets that. You know, that, yeah. that's 
I should be on my knees instead of critiquing his his you know day, you know his forty eight hours of faith. Um, yeah, and and yet we just continue to sort of pick at that part. Part of it, I think, is the modern era, though. I mean, I, I'm not allowed. I have to have a reaction, an opinion, and a judgment on something in about in about four hours after it hits social media. So, right. in fact, yeah. I might be too late, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's usually what I am. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I, you can't, I, we're, we're now caught up in that era as well. So it's like, all right, so, I, and, and I get it. We're, we're also, we've been raised, I think, in a generation that has had a lot of negative, things to say about the church that are valid in the last few decades. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, there's, and I think once you develop that critical habit, it's hard, it's hard to break and you start applying it where it doesn't need to be. You know, it's like, why well, I, I should, sure. I should really be hoping that this guy's faith sticks. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if somebody like that, uh, held fast, held, you know, and, and wound up getting good, good people. Like, like it's like, well, boy, I should hope he gets his mic gun. I should hope he gets his, it, yeah. you know, he, he sh- his mentors and I should hope he gets those guys pointed into his life and and I should hope his wife gets saved and you know it's like I, I should be hoping the best for the guy but right. instead I'm just like he did not say this word right that's like well I, I get that I get that significant Christians in in the public square have have given us a bad witness in a number of ways the last several several decades and and with social media too but I it just doesn't. I just a, a guy needs a window of opportunity of growth. I if I had had social media in 1998, right after I got right. saved, I would. Yeah. I'd probably be canceled right now. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's like it, it 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 is almost Christian cancel culture, right? And yeah, um, it's and I and we talked about the moral high ground earlier, but it it is kind of a maybe a, a small concern I've had, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I'm downplaying it. <laughs> a concern <laughs> on, on some level, I do, I, I'm not sure yet, uh, that where we end up um, worshiping a sense of morality or a sense of uh, e- uh, even morality or like sense of having arrived uh, and full maturation um, mm. before more than we do uh, kind of acknowledging, wow, he actually seems to be sincere in his profession of faith and uh, certainly you look for symptoms, but you don't have to like pick at every little symptom and say, well, he did or didn't. And, you know, he probably should have. I mean, it's, um, uh, you know, it, we, we we are not his Christian parents, I guess, is, is part of what I'm thinking. We don't have to nitpick yeah. and correct everything because, frankly, he's not going to hear us, most of us anyways. But yeah. Um, and, and there is something to be said too, like you, like you've just mentioned, like you just hope that he gets some good mentorship and good com- Christian community around him with healthy relationships that are helping him kind of, you know, yeah. have good company. Look, so we, since the podcast too, it's like, well, even taking his meds and there's just, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Even thinking since the podcast, it's like, oh, it seems like he has, He's, you know, he's, it seems like he has in the public spotlight kind of blown a gasket over this or that. And it's like, I, man, like that I would hate to get to be saved with that level of spotlight already upon Scrutiny. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas I, you know, I understand the critique when it comes if a significant, established, outspoken and self-professed Christian figure that's prominent 
and has been a Christian and is and is known for about teaching. I, I mean, Scripture has an admonition for teachers. If somebody's a bona fide official teacher of of the gospel in some fashion and starts uh, changing the gospel or adding right. things that they ought not, they, you know, we were just reading Revelation. Actually, I was just reading Revelation with Ben today, um, where you know it talks about it talks about Jezebel in, in, in one of the churches. It's like, hey, they, it, you need to repent of these things that are being taught and people are being led astray. It's like, well, that, that person needs corrected. Like, that person can't even be publicly corrected. You know, it's like, I think there's a place for that. It, it, seems like, it seems like in some ways we've abdicated it in all the wrong places where we, we do need to be calling out uh, mm. her, heresy and some certain things in certain sectors that, that we've been kind of lax on the last couple of decades. At, instead, we're picking on the new guys. Like what? <laughs> right, right. How backwards is that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not um, even sure social media is the place to do that. Uh, it's I, I don't, at all. I mean, like if I, I also have some biblical, uh, I, I have some verses on how I should confront an issue. So. Right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, social media in general is. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe like driver's licenses, there, there should be some permits and and some kind of uh, gradual uh, yeah. integration, so that not everybody of every age and of every, I don't know. Um, now I'm going to start passing judgment. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I a few other questions. Do you still have a little bit more time? We've we've been yeah, recording yeah. for almost an hour fifteen here. Um, uh, were you? Chadwick Boseman just died. Um, were you a, a big fan? Did you have any um, thoughts on his career appreciation? I mean, Black Panther uh, was probably the most recent big hit. Is that true of his? Or did I? I got I got to think his MCU stuff is like. There's probably nothing that's been watched by as many people. Right. Yes. By any in any manner, way, shape, or form. So MCU it, meaning Marvel comic Marvel comic yeah. universe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, because he oh, was in the Black Panther and then a couple Avengers movies too, and and okay. C- Civil War. Yeah, okay. so I think he, I think he played the character in a, at least four films. So, okay, that's uh, that's what I'm sure most people are going to remember him uh, by. In fact, I think the first person that told me that it, uh, that pinged me about it said Black Panther died. So, I think that's yeah. <laughs> which on the one hand is uh, there's part of me that hurts at that, right? It's. Uh, I've actually I, I haven't been able to look into his life. I know he played Jackie Robinson in the movie Forty Two, right? Yeah, and we we actually did that. I did that at a men's uh, like a men's retreat as part of a film of theology for them, and I had I had to brush up and talk to some friends about baseball to get some good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so how's this game actually played? Is it wait? Is this different than cricket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'm British now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know what? Uh, oddly enough, I so my Catherine's favorite uh, comic book character is Black Panther. So oh, it is like so we we followed this from the minute it was told that he was going to be cast, I mean, and it's like oh this is cool. Like this this is sort of a character we'd never I, for him to be able to play the character, and, and I I'd known him from forty two. It's like oh this is great. So I you know it it's an interesting and strange thing when a celebrity dies because some people grieve in a way that seems strange because you didn't didn't really know the person. Um, I mean, even to me, I like, you know, it's sad that we lost J.I. Packer, but I, 
at least with, with J.I. Packer, I, one, I know he went to be with the Lord and I've, I've benefited from his teaching, but we never hung out. So I, I, right. I don't quite experience what some people do. And I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to be callous and write that all off as celebrity worship. Some people could sublimely appreciate someone's uh, contribution to art or, or the gospel and, and feel yeah. a, a more pro and, and feel emotions. Maybe I'm too Spock. I don't know, but, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it, it's it's sad to hear, uh, you know, uh, we've we've had so we've lost friends and and a couple of congregants in the last several years. Do uh, there's cancer, cancer stinks. So you know it's and to to find out someone, I I kind of found it interesting that he he kept it private for four years or over over yeah. four years of wrestling. And that that you know I, I'm glad that marvel and you know was it tmz and social like all all the different things that usually ferret that out and spew yeah. it I, i'm glad i'm glad he had his privacy and went through that with family and and say it, i i found that very respectful and was kind of touched by that that's probably probably the biggest emotion i had was that oh really I, okay you know it's just just kind I, of refresh, refreshing that he was able to maintain have his privacy and maintain it and the people around him maintained it yeah and I, I see scattered things like maybe he had like I, I've always go I always go fishing. I haven't had enough time to look to see if he had any evidence. I saw some looked like a smattering of somebody alleging that he had he was he was Christian. And so it's yeah. like, I, you know, I was I always I always hope that it's like, boy, I hope, yeah. I hope they knew or had had faith that it would be it'd be great to, you know, I hope it's just like with Kanye. It's like, boy, they would be great if they were influencing people. And sometimes we might not have even known because maybe. I, I think a lot of organic evangelism probably happens in those streams that that the press doesn't think is fit is fit to print. So yeah. I, I'm always hoping that they're they're in those media uh, pathways, chatting and sharing as they have. It, it feels a bit like uh, you know Daniel in in Babylon. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's true that the the fact that somebody's Christian, I mean, it's 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 not particularly popular, and it's not going to sell. Uh, it's yeah. not going to sell clicks or headlines or whatever else. Yeah. Um. And, uh, another question I had for you. Um. Uh, I've I've mentioned on uh, maybe a couple of previous conversations um, the racial tension in America. Um, mm. I, I th that's. I, I wrestle with it and just keep thinking about it. And um, I think kind of what we were talking about earlier, how um, uh, the internet allowing us to kind of congregate and kind of be more comfortable in our pockets of people, uh, in our pockets of interest and in, in community. Uh, I think that kind of uh, contributes in, to the divide and, and lack of identity that we have in the country. Um, but do you, uh, have you seen any movies that articulate well or, um, yeah, I guess articulate well the racial tension and um, uh, kind of how to process it, how to think through it, or, or at least be impacted um, with the way that uh, it's portrayed in 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 the film itself. Hmm. Boy, that's that is a. <laughs> I, I didn't prep. I didn't prep you on that question. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought of it more recently. Boy, that's that's what my first. I, my first response is, boy, I don't, I don't know if there's. I feel like there is a great definitive one, at least not recent, that, that I would. And that, and of course, now the problem is, I think even even older films seem to touch a strange chord in mm -hmm. in people. Yeah, and, and I, 
I'm never quite sure. It's like, well, what do I recommend? Because now it seems like sometimes people watching it today, uh, that the language of maybe even just going back to the eighties or the nineties, or even a movie like the color, Pur the color purple, or it's like, well, I even you know, oddly enough, even one of my brother's favorite, uh, films, fried green tomatoes, that the two protagonists aren't, uh, aren't dealing, uh, they're, they're not people of color, but but they're in an era when there's obviously still a lot of uh, tension uh, and and obvious, I mean, blatant oppression, right? So oh, sure. and yeah. and segregation. And so it like, there there are. I, I don't know if there have ever felt like there was one movie that that really got it to me. I what's strange is I remember growing up in in a culture where it always seemed to be. I mean, growing up. I mean, I, I was post the first Star Trek, so by the time I got to the next one, it, it, it diverse individuals working together was in almost everything I was consuming growing up. It mm. seemed to me, uh, and so it, it didn't. I rarely felt like it was one thing that was getting that message across, and that's so why I, I do find myself in a quandary as as a guy in his later forties, and I'm, I'm kind of like, well. I'm talking to a lot of people and, and I guess what maybe what frustrates me is our, this, this latest sweep of tension, it doesn't seem to have much of a rear view mirror mm -hmm. and that it doesn't seem to, I, I don't hear people reflecting on, like I, I hear everybody talking as if everybody just realized there's a problem this year. And that's like, mm -hmm. well, but as a pastor, I've, I've had the unique opportunity. I mean, like, honestly, I mean, I, uh, Mike Gunn, the guy who mentored me, like I, I've, I've mentioned he knew how to speak the language of movies, but it wasn't his primary language. He actually worked with athletes in action at the university of Washington. And he was almost always like predominantly working with, uh, with athletes and various, uh, various people of color, like honestly interracial. And then his, the church plan he went on to make was intentionally seeking to, sort of be a, a diverse inter, you know, interracial congregation and i so i it's just always I, it's like well how can you tell that guy that he doesn't understand or or has, it's like no but, but he right. he's been listening to black voices for for four decades like he right. he's like he's he's not the same as an 18 year old counter protester um you know throwing rocks at a at, at, like we're I think we've, we're ignoring sort of the the age gap of everyone involved in some of these situations. Like we, mm -hmm. everything's been polarized to two or uh, two or just a few distinct identities. When it's like, wait, we have people of different ages. We have people with different voices within within every community in this situation. We have, and I, it's everything. Is, I think I, I blame social media. The the bubble has exacerbated. There's there's a north and south pole, and there's no there's no geography people can be on in between. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, you asked me about movies. Now I'm lost, just sort of pontificating. But <laughs> well, I, I, I probably threw you a curveball. I mean, it, it is true um, that uh, it, it's 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 probably not as simple and clear cut as social media or as you know, um, kind of the way we talk about it. May talk about it on on social media. May make it seem um, and. Um, but, uh, and yeah, I, it is, 
Uh, well, I, I guess I hesitate because part of what I'm saying is just going maybe continuing the commentary on social media in general that sometimes we, we say certain things on social media just for clarity's sake and maybe uh, speak in hyperbole just to, to get our point across. Um, yeah. But it's not necessarily <laughs> it's not necessarily the most sober way to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me thinking I was pulling up some lists. I, I, I have I have some lists of movies that like your own compiled list. Like do you, do you have spreadsheets. <laughs> I, I do. I, I have, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, and, and in there, so, so ones that definitely spoke to me and spoke to issues. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you've seen the movie Glory. Uh, I haven't. No, I'm, I'm probably the worst person to be interviewing you in terms of like trying to connect <laughs> on movies. I've, I've watched very few uh, and my interest doesn't just, uh, I'm not drawn to it the same way, but I'm, I'm yeah. like I told you over email, I'm curious to know how people think. Yeah, Glo- Glory was set during the Civil War with the first volunteer company, and okay, and so it it uh, they of course they they had they still had to have Matthew Broderick in a role sort of to set the stage, so they, they had to have your <laughs> and to have your right lead off, in. right uh, off the set of News Radio. Was he on yeah. News Radio? Yeah. Wait, was he? No, no, it wasn't that one. Oh no, he was, that was somebody else. Okay, see now I'm showing <laughs> I'm showing my uh my my. Pop culture uh, ignorance, Matthew yeah. Broderick. No, Matthew Broderick. He's Ferris Bueller. Oh yes, that's right. Just you know, I said that you know, if I, I was not a news radio fan. He could have popped in at some point, but I, I mean, I've I've seen a few episodes, but Cast. who's I thinking he was? I have no idea who I was thinking he was. All right, we'll just let that one pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what? What did glory? How did that impact you? I, obviously, I mean, I, being Civil War is uh, probably gory and and uh, but not for the sake of gory, but just kind of speaking to the to the cost of of the of the cause. Well, and the sacrifice of of people, just the sacrifice of those particular men mm-hmm. who were. It's like well, on the on the one hand. I mean, it is benefiting them, and yet they're still like the the culture around them. Still, like what what they're being saved from, and too is not is again, it's not from night to day, right? I mean, it's 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 from a bleak place they're in to maybe you know possibly a slightly better place, and mm-hmm. and and fighting along even side then army and people like there's there's pre- right in right there in the midst they're facing the same types of prejudice and sense of inferiority. By the people that are supposedly for him, yeah, 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 and yeah, it it does make it it sort of requires you to step back and say that's all right. Even if I I can be doing things, saying I'm doing them in the name of of this, and, but mm-hmm. do I do I actually care? Do I actually yeah. have a relationship? Uh, and that that those are the harder questions than I mean. I, we we can all go out and. Yeah, you know, we we can all say, well, I, I'll do some big action for this, or I'll die for this. But do you actually care? I mean, because right. I, I think as right. Christians, like we can do plenty of things as Christians, including uh, activism against racism sure. for our own glory. And and that, that's uh, for the Christian. There's no merit. There's ultimately there's no win there. Like there's yeah. God might get a win out of it by using us in our folly, but. Uh, but we've we've trashed any reward we might have because we're right. Well, it's it's interesting you say it that way because uh, it makes me kind of think. Um, 
it it's per- perfectly easy to be against a, a negative idea, um, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you are reaching out to your neighbor of, you know, ethnic differences and kind of um, creating a greater sense of community. Uh, but I mean, I can be against racism all over the world, or or you know ethnic superiority or inferiorities, whatever it is, I can be against that, but just be within the comfort of my own home in my, you know, I don't live in a gated community, but if I live in a gated community, you know, just in my own security, um, it's, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Now, if I I wanted to lighten the mood, I'd say important, uh, (laughs) feel free, important black movies, I would say definitely the Blade trilogy. <laughs> did you say that one of those? I, I was listening to the episode of Popcorn Theology. Did you say that one of those was your favorite movie? Oh, oh no, no, it was Blade Runner. It was Blade. Did you get a Blade Runner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the Blade. Wesley Snipes. Any of these, James? <laughs> Wesley Wesley Snipes, a black man, was the central main lead character in one of the first successful Marvel movies. <laughs> Marvel trilogies, actually. Yeah. Is it? Is is, is that a? Was was that celebrated at the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, Wesley Snipes was. I mean, he, he I know had he, his, was, he was big at some point, but. Yeah, right. At the sort of the top of his game as an action star, he sort of. And Marvel, I don't. Marvel didn't have a successful cinematic feature. Uh, it really hadn't done much of anything with their stuff and products at that time. So it was, we had the uh, the half vampire vampire hunter. I mean, come on. That was, that was, <laughs> but even in that, I, mean, I guess that. Maybe that was unique. I I seemed to see. Again, I was gonna say you even watched like Lethal Weapon. Like I I, I always saw side by side. In fact, uh, what what's really sad is one of the worst, one of the lowest uh, caliber Marvel products that came out recently was the a show called Iron Fist on Netflix, uh, which is actually my one of my so my favorite character. I've got right over here on my wall a picture of Power Man and Iron Fist from the seventies, which was basically. A, so you had the uh, you you had the kung fu guy who who was white. So I, there's there was uh, something as a kid I still hadn't figured out yet. Uh, <laughs> and so just basically it was the, so the comic book was it's like what if the Marvel universe had uh, Chuck Norris and Shaft as buddies? <laughs> and so that, that was the uh, that was like the that was the, the the lethal weapon of the day. Yeah, and before Lethal Weapon, yeah, it was in the mid '70s, it was this team up. So you had the kind of the black exploitation like Shaft character, and you had you had this American martial artist, and and yet, but also that uh, the so the white character I would have identified with also like he I believe uh, Iron Fist had the first interracial kiss in comics because huh. because his girlfriend was black, so like you actually had an interracial relationship. But it's like yeah. so as a as this kid in the '70s, I'm like, oh this. This is normal. Like, like heroes, this, this, these, these are what heroes. They, they hang out together. They're diverse. They did it strike you as weird when you read it, or it was just like, oh, okay, this is this this I, just happens. I it didn't. Yeah, I mean, I at that point, I I think that there was a lot of that wasn't the first thing I'd probably ever seen. I probably saw the Star Trek episode where Kirk kissed Uhura, but right, that's so. <laughs> you saying these things, and I'm like, okay, I'll just believe him. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> they may have happened. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Say anything else you want. So I was going to say, growing up in the 70s, I saw, like, to me, that was normalized in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I, you know, as a young kid growing up then, that's what I saw. I didn't see the tensions. 
till I yeah. got a little older. As I was gonna say, at, and to be and to be fair to to obviously be fair, like now there were a lot of black kids growing up seeing that tension earlier in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. As a white yeah. kid, I wasn't exposed to it until you know until I was getting up more into junior high. Like I'm starting to see and experience a little bit more and and see what other people are going through. But so I was normalized with the idea that I guess like in my head, I. I was normalized with that's the way it should be. And then kind of surprised to realize we weren't there yet. You know, it's like, that's that's the the disenchantment of realizing, Oh, okay. Like we've come from, we've come from a to this point. Uh, but we're, we like, there's still a, the alphabet is still long. Like we're, yeah, we're not, we're not close to A to We haven't gone from A to Z by any stretch of the imagination. Well, it is, it is easier to put it in art uh, than it is yeah. to kind of help it manifest in, in, I guess, the reality of real life. And um, in some ways, for better or for worse, art does outpace um, yeah. some of the, the, the adjustments that are made in, 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 in society. Well, and where I'm afraid it's going in a negative way now is, is that's where I'm afraid. Like, I grew up with it painted in, the, it painted in there without a lot of moralizing. Like mm-hmm. it, it just appeared and it sure. was, it, it was portrayed as normal without preaching. And yeah. so I just, I just absorbed it. And, and I fear now with some of the, some of the films, films and movies coming out, it, now it's getting to the point of, I'm like, I'm not sure the moralizing helps because I don't think it's helped Christian movies. It usually just puts off right. people who don't agree are turned off by it and it winds up just mm-hmm. preaching to the choir. So it's like, I, I, it's, it's like, trying to shame people who don't feel ashamed. Yeah, and it's like, well, that that's not going to win. Like, you need to, you need to paint a picture of the way it ought to be for the generation coming up. Like that, I don't know. So I, I, I fear, <laughs> I fear our culture in general has become the the worst. Is beginning to learn all the worst things that we hoped Christian art would grow out of. And that <laughs> right, right. Well, don't don't we sound like optimists on on American on America's future? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a whole generation coming up. Those yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let them deal with it. Is that, is that what we're supposed to say as we get older? <laughs> I'm hopeful. I mean, it's, you know, I think as Christians, we're, we're trying to invest in, yeah. in the next generation. And uh, it's, that I'm going to guess, I mean, boy, you, you jump back to the civil rights movement in the 60s or 70s. And, and you know, they were grasping on to way less pop culture to, to sort of have an optimistic future. And, and honestly, I'm not sure. I, I know we always think things are the worst they've ever been. And I say, like, well, well wait, I, got, I go back and start really digging into it. It's where Ben needs to show up. And <laughs> yeah, right. He can school us in the silver. Like, like how, what was it like to not even be able to sit at a lunch counter? You know, I, like there's, that's just, there's, there's a whole different world of tension there that I don't think we've, I, I think we can pour accelerant on it with social media, but I, I, it's hard to gauge the reality of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm for the civil rights movement. We can, we can try and create something in art. We can try and create something in history and books, whatever else. Uh, yeah. But not having lived it is, is, it's, uh, it's another uh, experience altogether. Yeah. Um, uh, let me go ahead and try and end this on a, uh, a lighter note. Hmm. Um, die hard. I, I heard you uh, took a liberty at the pulpit uh, to try and um, make an yeah. argument for, and I think during in December, uh, one one December uh, of past, that you tried to make the argument that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. 
Um, and much, much little did I know after doing a little bit more research that this is not uh, a one-off opinion, that there is a little bit of a debate going on um, with <laughs> within the diehard fandom that it either is or is not a Christmas movie. So uh, go ahead, plead your, plead your case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, what, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? If it has Santa Claus in it, a Christian could argue that that really shouldn't count either. Sure. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's here. You have this great. You have this thing that's set at Christmas. You have this building, which kind of represents the microcosm of the world, and this this dark uh, master of this world has come in and sort of dominated it and has taken it over. And now in this in this world, you have. Uh, you have this woman who is not sure if she wants to be a bride anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, is sort of taken the Rolex or the watch of, of sort of the, the evil corporation kind of representing her leaving her leaving the relationship she had. And so into this mix, then you have this savior like character. <laughs> he he comes in. He he actually sort of breaks into this environment and he seems to be a, he actually he, he all but lays down his life. He walks over broken glass to sort of not just defeat the, uh, the, the sort of evil master of the world, but then also sort of even the corporate the corporate force that would you know pull the wool over the, his bride's eyes. So you have this grew this bridegroom coming for his bride and redeeming her from this horrible circumstance. What, what is a better? <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> you took it well. Okay, so I, I will admit that I was. <laughs> you took it in a, uh, uh, a a a Christian way, in a theological way that I did not anticipate, and it, it's almost <laughs> it was almost a trump card. That okay, if I if I try to refute that, then <laughs> then I can't win. And there's lots um, of Christmas music all the way through. Yes. So uh, the most obvious question that I have that is, why was it released in the summer of what, what year was it? In uh, 89, 80, 90, whatever, 90 something, whenever it was released. But it was released in the summer. Like it's it's yes. so it, 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 is it fair to say it's maybe not a holiday movie the way that we would assume that. I don't know. It's a wonderful life is a holiday movie. But how is or, it's a wonderful life? Like, how is that a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just know people watch it during Christmas. <laughs> I just know that it, it, it's, it's Ben's favorite movie, right? <laughs> and, and Ben can have it as his favorite movie. But but I will say, I think, but I will say it so he'll listen to it on the podcast later. It's not a Christmas movie. No. <laughs> I've thrown down the gauntlet. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, one other question. Yeah. How many Han Solo costumes do you have? Mm. Well, I say that that's a whole other story about my uh, my cosplay. Uh, <laughs> but the but the truth is, how many Han Solo costumes do costumes do I have? If you asked how many Han Solo in his Hoth action figures I had, I I would have to say somewhere in the oh realm. Oh my goodness! Of, I'm looking 20s. behind you. Somewhere in the realm of the, somewhere in the twenties, I think. Uh, maybe oh, 22, wow. 23. So, but that good. The first present my brother ever bought me with his own money was right around when Empire Strikes Back came out. So, <laughs> and almost every Christmas since then, he has gotten me some, he's found some new version of this Han Solo. No way. Yeah. Well, so part of the reason I asked though is because Ben told me that you, uh, 
maybe I misunderstood him. You relate to Han not uh, not just in a like a, he was cool uh, a character in the movie way, but um, maybe thematically or in terms of his character development that that you have found a connection with him. Is that am I understanding that correctly, or or am I? Uh... It's also true. He, I mean, he's the guy in Star Wars that says he is like, I don't believe in no force, no doubt. Like he's he's the guy who is just sort of uh, flouts religion and is very dismissive and very cavalier. And that, that I think I watched Han Solo uh, in nineteen when I was five years old, and I think somehow that stuck for the next twenty years. So yeah, uh, what's great? So that was that was you up until age twenty five. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> just gonna be me and my and uh, me and my Wookiee friend. We were just gonna hang out forever <laughs> and fly. No, uh, but so I, I the cool thing is now. Uh, now, that's why I did love The Force Awakens was you actually had the older Han come around and say the Force, like all this stuff, it's all true. It's all real. And so you had sort of the reluctant. <laughs> it, it, the connection runs deeper. Yeah. So it actually kind of the new movies actually were sort of a nice way to come back around and be like, oh, look, even Han had to uh, had to get humbled by the truth. Uh, so the reality is, though, yes, I, so I, only have, I do have a Han Solo in his Hoth outfit costume. <laughs> And in fact, my wife has actually had, and she has the, and she has the Leia costume and, and we actually, she actually sang the national anthem at, uh, a, uh, at, at opening a baseball game in that costume. So no way. Was it, was oh, yeah. it like Star it was, Wars night at the Arkansas? Oh, okay. Everett. So it was, it, it yeah. was, it was Star Wars. It wasn't just like, Hey, I'm going to go sing the national anthem in my princess Leia costume. <laughs> just randomly in my princess Leia costume. I mean, she might have, but yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. She probably got a big applause just even walking out there. Like, oh, she's totally buying into into, into the theme night. Oh yeah, that's oh. so funny. Um, you know, I I thought of one other thing. What is the one movie that you are ashamed to admit that you love? Oh, ashamed to admit that I love. Well, see, my wife would probably try oh, yeah, to say I should that. ask it that way. Well, how that's... would she answer? She would say Highlander, um, <laughs> which is a great movie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so you don't seem too ashamed. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't, I'm trying to think of any movie I'm truly ashamed of. of actually, like that's like a guilty pleasure watch. Like it's on it's on cable and you're like, well, all right. Nobody else is hanging out with me. I'm just going to watch, you know, some some chick flick. <laughs> oh, chick flick. Um no, oh wait oh wait there you go okay um i will admit fine it's like one i'm actually ashamed of that was hard because i like i could say, <laughs> I could say that, the, that's a dark room inside that you don't, that don't visit often shame because there there should be ashamed like i could say <laughs> yeah, i could exactly. say the adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension but uh but no actually ashamed of so my wife made me watch return to me with david duchovny it uh -huh. is a chick flick uh where so the premise here for all your listeners so and me uh, his uh, uh, david duchovny used to act the guy from x files uh -huh, so uh -huh. his, his wife dies but she was an organ donor and he falls in love with the girl who got her, the, the heart of his former wife oh wow yeah that's about as cheesy as you could get but it is it, it is great it is it, but they, it is. They, 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 oh, wait. I, oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, but I'll, I'll make it into a pun. It was heart wrenching. Yes. 
<laughs> that maybe that's there is something kind of like uh, intriguing about just like the that that one that one line synopsis of like oh wow yeah. that would be kind of interesting to watch but, how does that develop? But, but here's the twist: it was an anonymous donation, so he doesn't know that. Uh, oh, spoiler alert! You know, dun dun dun. <laughs> That was like a 30 second trailer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's my guilty pleasure. It's 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 so syrupy it shouldn't it should be terrible, but uh, yeah, yeah. Like completely implausible, but because yeah. you're because you're the viewer, it's like, oh, it's so meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, James, thank you so much for your time. Um, thanks for your insight. And thanks also just for what you and uh, what are Richard and David? Yeah, for the what you guys are doing on popcorn theology, it's it's just helpful to kind of hear how people are processing through it in a um, kind of a non-social media way, I guess, <laughs> in a more thoughtful way, <laughs> and uh, just also seeing how uh, the themes of truth are echoed e- even in the in the secular um, secular art that we we consume, and that it, we don't like you guys say at the end of uh, of each podcast, we're not mindless consumers, and that uh, things don't exist for simple superficiality and distraction, but that they have meaning that we should pay attention to. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks again for listening and go listen to popcorn theology to get some great perspective on movies. Thanks also to James for the time and conversation. Lord bless faith, resilience, and community. 